Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And Jay, we finally have 2019 behind us. Yes. It's 2020 moving forward. We're Love gonna, it. We're going to be doing our most anticipated films of 2020, ones that we know about so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a whole slew of movies that are going to be coming out in 2020 oh, yeah. that we're not aware of, we haven't gotten first looks at yet. So this is just what we know of, at, you know, first week of January of 2020. But we're not done with 2019 yet because uh, after you and I are done discussing what we were watching this week, we're going to discuss a little bit of some of the most disappointing films in 2020, both critically, box office-wise, and ones that just disappointed yourself and, and me. Cause yeah, I, with 20, yeah, with 2019, you're right, because I know, I think my um, last year's anticipated list... I don't think any of those movies are on my top five for yeah. 2019. You know, so go figure. You know, these these lists they change. You know, things don't. Well, no, because I think we had like we had like Avengers Endgame on there. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for example, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think that was maybe my number one. That's true, and that was a little disappointing for I me. I am seeing I mean, that on I, other people's top five lists. Like I know it's going to hold up for me. Like I'm going to be able to rewatch it more often. But like for example, The Irishman was a little, little bit of a letdown. Right. For example, now see that, a that's the thing. There's a couple things. So like the Movie Journey podcast. Like that, formerly the IMDb Journey podcast. Like they, their uh, their top fives have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman sure, on there. Sure, and I know so, that a lot of people do. And yeah. I, for me, I was just a little disappointed with the direction that they went with. Right. So, so, but they, they the execution, so, whatever you want to call it. So, for some people, those movies are top tier movies of this year. I know, but, I for, know. but for you and I, we good for them. So, I'm, I'm happy they enjoyed it. So that's why we're gonna still go through a few more movies from from 2019 yes. before we move into 2020. But Jay, before we do that, I want to know: Are you? How, how are you doing? I mean, are you? So we're setting up here, right? And I just had to ask you whether, like, your eyes are, are getting worse, <laughs> right? Because so, like, we're setting up here, and it's not like the yes. studio's dark. It's just, like, underneath uh, our recording table is where our board is, and I had to go down there just to mess with a couple knobs and stuff like that. And I had to, like, pull the whole board out into the light just so I could see where I'm turning it up to. And, like, it didn't used to be that way. Like, I used to be <laughs> able to see fine. Like, I used to walk around this house in the dark. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. now, like, when I get up to take a piss... I have to step on three dog toys, which is always fun when you have when you have a toddler sleeping in another room and you walk out of your bedroom and you hear because you step on a dog toy and then of course the dog jumps up and his collar is just going ching 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 ching. He's all excited. He's like, yeah, I, I know it's three a.m. but you want to play? And it's just like, man, just my eyesight is starting to get worse. I know I'm squinting more. And I, I know I'm on the fence right now where I think in a year or two I will need some type of small script, but. For the dark, not so much right now. Not so much right now. Right now, the only thing that's concerning me is my bald spot. Right. That's so like I, d- I have a developing bald spot that I have to. I, I will, I'll admit right now, I'm exper- I literally just got keeps. Right. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knows what keeps are. Or at least guys do. And I'm I'm experimenting with it. I just got it earlier this week, so it's been like four days. So it's like one pill a day, and then twice a day, I just drop this little ointment on the bald spot area. Like after I do my hair. Now it stops hair loss. It doesn't re-promote growth, right? I think it does both. I, I think I it's supposed it. to do both. Either I, way. It just reminds it just reminds me of like, the hangover. Don't forget your Rogaine. Rogaine. Check. And don't forget to use it. I can totally tell when you forget your hair just looks thinner. Using of the Rogaine. Check. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, I, like the gray hairs don't bother me, but like, I really just don't want to lose my. But hair. But I mean, like at work, know? I used to like get. I used to I like. Think it's laugh worth a shot. It's worth a shot. I work with a lot of middle-aged men and stuff like yeah. that, and I used yeah. to, I used to laugh when they would be like, "Oh no, I got to put on my readers," and like they would have them either like dangling from their neck, attached <laughs> to like a chain, and they'd put them on, and like I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna have to put on readers to to start reading. I'd rather soon. just wear glasses nonstop. Yeah, I think I would just wear glasses I, nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want the hassle of like carrying them on me or something like that were around my neck <laughs> it's just it's just weird because i was sitting here or have I, like a always wear a button down with a pocket 
And generally, <laughs> so I can have glasses in them. <laughs> right. But generally, when you start noticing that you had that you have a problem, it means you've actually had that problem for a while. Uh-huh. You're just finally uh-huh. now addressing it. So, yeah. how long have I like had this eyesight problem, and I'm only just now addressing Probably for a little it? while. Man. Oh, I'm getting older. Everyone else say you can celebrate a new year in many different ways. I always tend to look at the grim. <laughs> It's just one year older and one more medical issue to tackle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jay, let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Always watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. So, buddy, what'd you get down to watching this week? Finished The Mandalorian with you. Absolutely. Right after we recorded the last episode, I was able to um, binge the last two episodes, and, and it was awesome. And just to drop a shout out, uh, Jay brought me a beer from Broken Goblet, the brewery that he works at. Mm-hmm. I am drinking the This Is The Way, Mose Isley IPA. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not bad. It's all right. It's, you know, it's it's not as strong as their uh, their Eagles one. No one likes us. We don't care. That's a, that's a strong, really well-made, really good IPA. Yes. This is a solid IPA. And uh, it's a solid, hazy IPA. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. It's not their best IPA. They have a couple other ones that I prefer more than this one. But this one, it's it's good. It's good. It's I solid. Do, it's solid. I do like the label. I, you know, the label's I, great. I like it. That, that it has I had, the Mandalorian lot, helmet. Last night, there was a lot of people taking photos uh, yeah. of the label. I mean, it's got, and, and of course, it's got the child, Baby Yoda, yeah. creeping up behind creeping him and up stuff. Behind like. on the top. And one of, the, one of the little aspects that I really like about the label is over on the right-hand side, where you would normally have your description of the beer, they mm-hmm. have it, but it's all in Karabesh, which is the, the Star Wars language which when you're at disney's uh galaxy's edge you'll see that all over the place and you, you can pull up cool. your app and it'll it'll translate it all for you so now i'm wondering whether i pull up my disney experience app if i can do a carabash translate on this with a photo fo- like is it like a photo thing like you take a photo and then it'll scan it'll it it'll scan, scan it oh, and, scan then, and, and, and okay and okay. then tell you gotcha. tell you what it says that's cool kind of like really a google cool. translate so i wonder if that'll work for this but so might. thank you for providing this to me i'm probably going to keep this can because it goes so well with my uh boba fett helmet and i my, think so i think it will look good right and my Mandalorian helmet collection over there yeah. and stuff like that. So, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this can. So, thank you very much for this. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid beer. It's been a while since we talked about beer. So, yeah, uh, just let, just yeah. let everybody know it is a seven percent alcohol by volume. Uh, so, and uh, it is pretty low on the IBUs. Only yeah, it doesn't IBUs. have any kind of real alcohol bite to it, and the, you know the hoppiness isn't quite there. But it's 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 a it's a nice refreshing yeah easy to drink beer. If you live in the Philadelphia. Area. Nice Sunday afternoon sipper. Nice Sunday afternoon <laughs> sipper. Uh, so yeah, if you live in the Philadelphia area, you can get yourself out to Broken Goblet there on State Road in Ben Salem. Give it a shot. All right, Jay. Uh, so what, you've been getting down to watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, you finished well, it. Finally finished it. Um, I you think? really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice one-two punch. I thought Taika Waititi's episode was really fun. I love the banter with the stormtroopers. Absolutely. Shouldn't we check and see if it's still alive? You hit it pretty hard. You just want to see it. Well, we should check and see if it's hurt. Okay, Last- okay, look. Here you go. See? Take a peek. Everything's fine. What is that? I don't know. It's a pet or something. A pet? Wait, you- Ow! I thought that was fantastic. It's, it's so Taika, like but I said, it also it it was it, it ended at just the, the right it, time. It, it ended just the right time, yeah. and it had a great conclusion with that scene. Hundred so, percent, so cool. And also, of course, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, his presence as I guess a new villain, introduce yeah. or introduction of a new villain esque. I, I like that guy. his introduction didn't give us everything about him. No, I love that because now I, I know it. we're going to be getting more of him, exactly. and he's going to be like our big bad in the I series. Cannot wait because they drop hints that he is that. He is the imperial that's been behind the the sure I, I, the cleansing I, I, of Mandalore. I, I love it, and then also I don't want to spoil it, but when you guys finish this series, or, or I'm not sorry, the series, but the season, you'll see a huge Easter egg, and that Easter egg is going to bring up a lot of conversation and a lot of excitement yeah. going into season two. Right, something that he has. Right, and, it's, and it's it's a big it's MacGuff- pretty cool. So what's, cool. what's really cool about this is, um, and, and I, it's I, I won't say what it is, but people might pick up on it uh if especially if you've seen it it's a big MacGuffin that kind of showed up in clone wars and was and was something that had to do with pre vizsla the 
the leader of Death Watch, who was mm-hmm. voiced by John Favreau, and then it later passes to Darth Maul, and then later to Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian that's in Rebels, and then later to Bo Katan, who was a former lieutenant in Death Watch and the lieutenant of Pre Vizsla. She then is trying to basically kick the Imperials off of Mandalore, and she gets given this thing because it unifies Mandalorians yeah. and and unifies them against the the Imperials, who which we we learn I guess by Giancarlo Esposito's possession of this of this thing that their their rebellion the the Mandalorian rebellion against the Imperials did not last very long. It was a very swift end to the Mandalorians after that. And that's why they're so scattered. And that kind of explains why a lot of people have been asking like, well, wait a minute. What's with this creed? What's with this? Why don't they ever take off their masks and stuff like that? This is possibly something that they've developed after that cleansing of the Mandalorians by the Imperials. You know, it helps helps solidify them, helps keep them stronger and and helps keep them alive and moving forward. So I, I kind of liked it. it it's, it's funny that it's, it's a one minute scene with mm. one thing in it and it implies so much and and it brings into so much of the history that both Dave Filoni and John Favreau have already brought to Star Wars and are now continuing They're doing a great with job as showrunners I love it so it's a big push for me to get people to watch Clone Wars and to watch Rebels because they're available on Disney Plus. You got a little while before the Mandalorian season two comes out, uh, probably well over a year. So, yeah, give it a shot. Absolutely. And then, other than that, I finished the morning show, the Apple series with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, amongst other uh, great actors in there as well. A big ensemble. Um, it's you know, it's almost like an Aaron Sorkin esque type show in some ways. You know. Um, great inside look showing, you know, no judgments on both sides, but clearly showing the perspectives on right. both parties as far as with the whole Me Too movement and everything. And I thought they did a, they handled it really ballsy and really well. I heard Justin and Chrissy over on So I Married a Movie Geek talking about this. And I don't have Apple uh, Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever it's called. Uh, I don't have the Apple streaming service. So you got it for free when you bought your new phone, right? Yeah, you get it for, yeah. for free for a year. For a year, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to I don't want to pirate those shows and stuff like that. But I think the I, I think the barrier for entry on, on the Apple streaming service, it's a little much right now. I think it's only five bucks, six I, bucks. I would like but I would like they to They have see, to step it up. Like for yeah. example, like I would not have paid. This mm-hmm. is the only show that I've watched on the app, Apple right now. So right. I, I well, have no they have that one with Jason Momoa. With like Jason Momoa C, coming I think it out. Was. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Really I want to check that one out, I mean, but it's the same type of thing as with like CBS All Access, where it's like right. I'm interested in Star Trek Discovery, and I'm definitely interested in in Picard, mm-hmm. which which will be coming out soon. But it's like those are two shows, and I don't care about CBS's back catalog of all their sitcoms. I could care fucking less. So if it's barrier like Disney Plus was a no brainer. I was getting The Mandalorian. I was getting a bunch of Marvel shows that are coming, but I'm also getting Disney's like entire back catalog, which we're not doing news this week, but interesting thing uh they're gonna be losing about 30 movies on disney plus right now due to uh potential lawsuits because there's a bunch of movies that they have streaming including pirates of the caribbean and the home alone movies that are currently promised to be streaming elsewhere upcoming so by the end of the month they have to get rid of them or they're going to from disney plus or they're going to be sued for it so wow all those existing deals that disney made for streaming are still out there and still affecting their streaming service currently so yeah um, because i guess they had overlapping contracts yeah. with other different um networks yeah. and or whatever but um well hey it, you know uh, you, that's just the game that they're in that's just the game you <laughs> know and it, it's not going to hurt disney's wallet too much because as we heard they made over 10 billion this year at the box office so <laughs> That's just the box office. That's people. just the box office. You know that that's not even counting Disney parks and and everything else that Disney has its filthy little hands in. So, uh, but yeah, I, so I am interested in the morning show. So like, it's definitely a recommend for you for, from you for the morning show. Oh yeah, okay. no, I think no, absolutely. If you're into mature, you know, TV shows, that, how much that, are we talking boobies? I mean, your boobs are huge. I mean, I want to squeeze them. Oh, mama. Well, no, but it's it's that's it's, a terrible thing to say about this show that is about sexual harassment in the workplace. It's, and it's, I'm asking if there's boobies it's a, in it. Uh, well, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. fucking awful. It's true. No, I 
I'm not going to say anything about it. I just say recommend it. I recommend it. Absolutely. I think it's definitely worth watching. It it has worth shines a five, light on many different things. Worth the five ninety nine or six ninety nine to to get Apple streaming? I don't know. Yeah. Can I borrow your password and account? <laughs> just so i can watch it i could do that yeah yeah we could do that <laughs> we could do that i could work something out all right what else what else did you get down to watching this week that's it buddy just right. those two i've been i'm still in the middle of the wire you know i'm on season four now so i have one more season to go so i think it's only five seasons of the uh the series so i'm looking forward to and then you can finally join the rest of us in the present when you're when you're I done know. with that i know uh i i went i went back a little bit because i thought that there was there's a, a few movies in 2019 that i still hadn't seen i was confident that they were not going to be on my top five list so i kind of waited till this week to watch it and the one that i went and watched literally today was jumanji the next level um so i i enjoyed enjoyed you know jumanji welcome to the jungle the first one that came out two years ago i enjoyed that quite a bit so i wanted to i wanted to jump in and i wanted i wanted to just check this one out and it was still you know it was still good you know it wasn't it wasn't as strong as the original one was it definitely just plays off of the formula that they did for for the original it's it's pretty much exactly the same uh, with a few like you know rule changes right like it's it was this way before but now it's this way this time so so i mean i can't rate it too badly like i you know but it's it's very similar to the original one and that that kind of takes it down a peg for me a little bit and now i'm hearing that they're going to be making another one and i'm not sure if i'm really on board with that i'm kind of i'm kind of over it i'm kind of over this formula it was fun to go back to jumanji they they took it an extremely interesting direction in welcome to the jungle i think they've explored all aspects that they can do with this concept of it in the video game with next level and i just kind of want them to stop but uh you know terry gill uh Karen Gillian, I still I, I love her in it. You know, the rock the rock's the rock. Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart. I know. But you know, what was really fun about it is watching Kevin Hart play Danny Glover mm-hmm. and then later on watch uh A Wakafina play Danny DeVito at yeah, at one point. So like that stuff was that stuff was fun to me and and, and it got I got a kick out of it mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I don't ever really need to go back to Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle or Jumanji the next level ever again. It was just fun that i had watching it once and you got some time to that's throw it. it on yeah that's yeah. it that, that, that's it i had the time so nice i went enjoyable and saw it. little watch and that's it i but i'm done with it <laughs> i'm done with it now i hear you if i hear that, that 2021 has another jumanji coming out it's gonna be a hard pass this time around oh yeah really? i'm just okay. done I'm okay. do, unless unless they're gonna do something that shakes this formula up completely yeah. they've well they've the, the trailer options. showed they they were not really shaking up the formula other than the actors doing right. a couple different kind of impressions on exactly veteran actors exactly. themselves that's it. That's exactly. all it was. And then Jay, I Lauren had never seen John Wick Chapter Three. Oh, okay. So as I am one to do, I just bought the bundle of John Wick Chapter mm. One, Chapter Two, Chapter Three, and I put all three of them on yesterday. In one day, in one sitting, I watched all three John Wicks right in a row, which we talked about I, during I our review I of know. John Wick Chapter Three. Sure, and and we said like I think we ranked them. It we? would probably be exhausting to watch it in in that aspect because you would kind of get tired of that formula. Here to tell you, hundred percent. It is exhausting watching them one, two, and three because it is literally just like it's just too much fight scene, fight scene, and it you know the plot points all blend together now for me. Like I, John Wick chapter one, very distinct. I remember that one, but anything that happens in two and three, it's a revenge. Very, it's it's very muddy, very muddy. And I know John Wick chapter four is is going to be in production soon, Mm. and it'll be coming out, I believe, next year. I'm not sure if it's in 2020 or 2021. I think 21. 21. I'm okay with skipping that one probably too. I think so. Like I think I'm like I I've. I've had my fun with this world. I've had my fun with this formula. I would like to actually see different characters in this world now. Let's wrap John Wick's story up sure. in four, and let's move on with with new characters and different and different things. Because uh, I can only take so much, you know, John Wick yeah. swinging dick. But now, yeah, I'm thinking on back. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little nervous going into to the third film, and. It's still the, solid. The, the it's sequences still fun, that I know that worried me when I saw in trailers actually worked out really well in in theater. But I'm exhausted too. I'm a, I'm a little fatigued by it. I think I I, I will probably still watch it. Um, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for something a little bit more different, a little bit more original. But um, I, yeah, the, the two and three were yeah. 
it, it was tough story wise, man. It was really rough. And then finally, I finished up the I finished up The Witcher on uh oh, on Netflix. Okay, so I've I've now I've I've gone through that, and that was that was a kind of a little bit of a tough watch because I I started I started off with episodes one through four. A lot of people I, watched that show. I watched it. I watched one through four, and I kept falling asleep during like each episode and stuff, having to go back and rewatch stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally decided like last weekend I would start and I would just watch all eight episodes, not in one sitting, but it took me about a week, and I got through all eight episodes. And and you know it. I can see where a lot of people have a problem with the with, with the plot. It, it, it kind of jumps around in time. You know, you're following three stories, but not all three stories are are happening concurrently. Um, but they do all lead to the same place. So by season two, we will we will all be in the same time frame and same timeline and stuff like that. And I think that was not maybe not confusing people, but not adding to an overall experience right uh to, uh, of the show but i will say this the the special effects while not the best are are pretty solid you know for a netflix show with with probably a smaller budget than and i hear the fight like scenes are really had. well done that is the fucking standout for okay. it is like right in the first episode where where he gets his name the, the butcher of blavigan uh he <laughs> You see why he has that name. The the sword fights are are so amazing. The fight choreography is really well done. They don't shy away from the blood. And I I, I mean Henry Cavill is just so damn good looking. <laughs> like he is. I know. He's a mountain of a man. Like, I know. and you can tell he's not shredded as Gerald. Like he is. He is much more bulkier than he's been, like even as like Superman. Where Superman, he was he was very built. He was you know very bulky, but very shredded. But yeah, he had I to was, have a shred thing. Going. I would say for 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 Gerald, he's more uh, Gerald. He's more of like a, a ball. Uh, not not a ball. <laughs> Muscle ball. <laughs> yeah, like like he is rock fucking solid. And but it's believable, you know, it's believable that yeah. this character would 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 be that. Of course, way. of course. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is a fun watch. I do recommend that people watch it i'm not sure so i never played all of the video games i played a little bit of the witcher 3 wild Mm -hmm. hunt i never played two and i never played one which was out on pc Mm -hmm. years ago so i've never uh, so i don't have a basis for for the source material and i know that there are several books i believe like three or four or five books or something like that yeah uh you know that originated in poland and then have been trans translated into multiple different languages i've never read them so i do not have a basis for source material which is odd for me because usually i have some sort of basis for the source material and in this i i didn't so um i did download witcher 3 wild hunt which is available on my xbox game pass for you know if you have game pass it's free so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing through that and seeing how much of the story I can pick up through that as well because something tells me that the story was probably better done in the video game than it was here in the series. So, uh, but it was a good it, it it was a good time. At least my bloodlust was satiated. My only downside to it was the eighth episode was kind of a letdown for me. Um, there's a is lo- that the final episode? That's the final episode. Okay. There's a lot of action in it. There's a lot of action in it. But for one character, they spend the entire time doing one thing and it's extremely boring for like if 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 you if you are more interested in what Gerald's doing and less interested in what Yennefer's doing sorry this episode is all about Yennefer mm. <laughs> by the end so uh you know caution you may be pretty let down by the last episode like I was all right man uh that that's it so before we get over and start doing our list for our most anticipated films of 2020 so far uh we're going to do our most disappointing films of 2019 yeah. But I would like to drop a line to our sponsor before that. This episode of Super Movie Brothers is sponsored by Blowfish, the hangover cure. You can cure your hangovers by going to fourhangovers.com using the promo code SMBFISH, and within 15 minutes, your hangover will start to feel better, and you will receive 15% off when you use our promo code. So if you spend a wild night watching The Mandalorian and drinking some Mose Isley IPA, oh yes. this is the way, uh, and you overindulge, then you're going to want to reach for some blowfish in the morning. So again, head over to fourhangovers.com, use our promo code code SMB fish gets your discount and cure the scourge of hangovers for good do it
Okay, let's say goodbye to 2019. The only way that we know how and talk about how fucking disappointing some of these films were. How 2019 really let us down. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So, I mean, are there any standout films? We're not going to do a top five for this, but like, are there any standout films that just really disappointed you uh and it doesn't necessarily mean it had to be a bad I, movie it's just something sure. that disappointed uh, you i'll start captain marvel early early in the year okay. um that you know i i was really expecting something more and and a little bit more uh from brie larson as, as, as for, to, to deliver a presence right. you know, for example gal gadot people who were you know she was underwhelming about, you know, initially when she was casted, but she delivered and she did a right. great especially, job, especially in that, you know, that that uh, that no man's land scene where sure. she takes on. Like, and unfortunately, all the I think it was the opposite because I think everybody was excited that Brie was casted as, well, as Captain Marvel. And I don't and we talked about this quite delivered goods for me. We talked about this a little bit like the trailer for Captain Marvel set you up for like she was going to be like this beacon of, of hope, kind of like uh, in a Superman type way, kind of mm-hmm. in a Captain America type way. They really, they really, you know, amplified Captain America um, when she kept standing up, you know, like towards the end of that trailer. And that, that really got me like emotionally. But then I never felt any of that in the movie at all. Yeah, you never got it in the feels. There's that, there's that one moment where she is talking to the, to the, uh, what is it, the Supreme Intelligence. And she does, she does it then. And I was like, all right, it, it gets me a little bit there. But for, uh, for overall, the whole movie, yeah, it, I'm not saying it was a big letdown it's forgettable. for me. It's completely forgettable. But as far as like the the pantheon of MCU, it should have been so much more. It, I, I felt like, especially for this character that is going yeah. to be carrying us further into the future. Exactly. I would like the first outing to be a little more. But if you think about a lot of the other first outings for some of the characters, they weren't all that great I know, either. I so. know. But at that point, when when things were going so well right now, like with, with Thor Ragnarok and the right. Ant-Man movies, and like, it felt like they had a really good grasp. But Marvel of, does of seem films. to be pretty good at, at taking, you know, a a misstep, even if even if and if, learning from that, and and, and, and pivoting yep. and and changing yep. it. So I, I, I agree, they do they for do. Captain Marvel too. I would still be excited for it because I think it, I think I it would, would be an improvement because I would say most of the Marvel sequels, with the exception of Iron Man, Iron Man two, Iron Man three, Thor. and <laughs> and Thor Dark World. <laughs> They've all been improvements on the formula that they had I think prior. So. so I think so. Um, any other any other ones that you have? Uh, Jim Jarmusch's "The Dead Don't Die." Yeah, that's on my you list. Know, that's that that's, that that was that was kind of disappointing. Me and you, you and I were a little me excited and you for that. Loved that trailer. It seemed like it, it and it was what it what it said it was going to be. It was meta. It just didn't it quite w- work. <laughs> it was it was dry humor, but. It wasn't dry, witty humor. Like I, I think that's what I was. That's what I was lacking. And by the end, it got so meta that Jim Jarmusch, like he, I think he knew that people were not going to like this movie, and he didn't care. It yeah. was. It was what he wanted to. Right. He to almost tell. wanted to do that on right. purpose. Like, like, like the moment. Or make fun of that. Like the moment that they're that they're in the car and, and he's just like, well, that's not in the script. And they they literally start reading over the script. And he's like, wait, you get a script? I didn't get a script. Yeah, I know the whole story. And it's like, I don't have the whole story. Like, and I was just like, ah, it's, I, it didn't work for me. It doesn't work. It didn't yeah, work it for didn't me. work. I expected so much more. I, I, know. I, I I think I think definitely the studio was aware that they were trying to sell people on a Shaun of the Dead or Little Monsters type uh, sure. zombie comedy, and that's not what Jim Jarmusch was was delivering. You know, no. he was he was taking the idea that it was almost a political message movie. No, it was it was a movie about consumerism, which is what the zombies were meant to represent in like Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. But uh, it, that still delivered a a fantastic horror film with that as an undertone. This had no undertone to it whatsoever. It was vapid consumerism. And that's what the zombies represented. Mm-hmm. And they represented it so hard and in your face that it it, it completely forgot to tell a story along with it uh and and give you any type of character development yep. that you would really enjoy uh so and then for me other than that it's chapter two yeah it chapter two was too long and bloated and i thought it went on too many crazy long tangents that were unnecessary and then ultimately the biggest crux of all pennywise I was not scared at all in the whole fucking movie, and I liked the cast. Only the I Chinese dinner did. scene did like did I really get like frightened? Yeah, I because when that fly shows up with that fucking baby face, <laughs> that was to, creepy to this day. Fun. I literally had a dream like not too long ago <laughs> where where like that happened, and, and like. I was, <laughs> 
it was it wasn't a fly, but there was like a creature in my dream. Something, yeah. And when I saw it, yeah. it had a baby face, and it was just. <laughs> It I'm just, picturing it now. It Jeez. just freaks me the fuck it out, is. man. It's, it's a fucking freaky ass shit. Scares yeah, the shit out of me. It's terrible. But that, that didn't, I mean, that wasn't Pennywise himself. That was, you know, one of his creations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so, but like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I do think that that was a bit of a letdown. And like we said in our review for it, you could have cut that entire Native American story that they were trying to fit in with uh, mm. with, with Mike. It just I, was unnecessary. It you could have cut that there. out completely and you still would have had the same story without all that bullshit attached to it. Um, and, yeah so is that it for your for your yeah, big i just wanted to throw a few, a few ones out there that that really missed the mark for me like as i mentioned earlier in the episode you know a couple minor things like the once upon a time right. in irishman just didn't quite live up to my expectations even though i really did enjoy those movies still they just didn't hit the level that i was expecting right but hoping. not but not enough to say that no, you're disappointed no, no. exactly in them and they're exactly bad. yeah um so for me uh you know i'll get into like my my top five worst ones in a minute but uh, for the, the the biggest letdown for me, I got to say, was Terminator Dark Fate, right? Because even though oh, we knew sure, that was going to sure. be dog shit, right? Like we saw we saw the trailers. We knew it wasn't going to be anything, anything great. I still like held out hope that there was going to be something for me to to latch onto and really enjoy there. And, and they're, they're just while I, I reviewed it pretty positively as a movie, like as itself. It's fine. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. But as a film in the Terminator franchise, it, it doesn't do a whole lot for, for the franchise. And it didn't do a whole lot to revive it. It just was a big letdown. And now, even though you were already apprehensive going into any Terminator film, given everything that's gone on since Rise of the Machines, right? Uh, even more so now, because this was supposed to be the the saving grace of it. Cameron was back as producer. You were supposed to be having Tim Miller, who was coming off of a film that he enjoyed and people enjoyed, you know, watching it. And it should have, it really, it should have been everything was there. The formula was there. They just failed to execute, and it was all on the studio and the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And the audience is the one that suffered there. Uh, and then for for the rest of the films that just really disappointed me in 2019, Dark Fiend. Phoenix obviously was yes. a big was a big bomb. I was looking for at least somewhat of a satisfying conclusion to to the X Men movies, and I knew that Apocalypse was bad, and I didn't think it was possible to get any worse than that. And they absolutely did get worse. You crazy son of a bitch! You did. And I I, I still feel like Disney allowed this movie to be released just to put the final nail in the coffin to the Fox X-Men universe and say, this is what happens to our properties when they're in other people's hands. Now let us take it back and let us do it and let us do it back. It's fucked up, but it's possible. I I, I really do think that about it. You can go listen to our review about why it was so bad. Hellboy. um, Hellboy was... Oh, I hated that. So I was extremely excited for Hellboy because I liked the original Hellboy movies that were done by Guillermo del Toro. I really enjoyed them. I liked Ron Perlman as Hellboy in those. Uh, And I was looking forward to David Harbour taking over this role. I thought he fit. And in the the movie, He does fit. He does fit the role. But the story that's going on around him and the absolute spastic, bombastic, like, pace that this movie moves at it is like you were shot out of a cannon from from the beginning of this film all the way into the end you literally move from set piece to set piece without so much as a a quick bit of dialogue that takes you to that moment and it, it was just it was just awful uh, in the tall grass that's one that i reviewed it was a netflix original horror film i remember reading like positive buzz about this movie before it came out you know there's people who were just like yeah this uh, this is going to be one of those horror films to watch so when it dropped on Netflix, I was like, all right, I'm into it. And I I do like the idea behind it. Um, it does fall apart at the at the end, but it lacked any type of vision whatsoever, and all the acting was just flat. And yeah. it just it was just not worth anybody's time. Glass, another big letdown because unbreakable, successful. Yeah. We all we all like it. We hold it, it up. Had its moments, but yeah. ultimately it was a disappointment. We hold it up as one as one of the the best that has come from M Night Shyamalan, and. He, we thought he was back when he did split. We're like, he's, it seems like he's back. It seems like he's doing something that people can get behind. People can get excited about. And then they announced glass and we're all, we're all in, you know, we're all in because here's a franchise that he's had 
technically two hits out of and we're ready for the conclusion to it and it just it's just so bad i mean the the villain's plot in it was made no fucking sense and they build you up for this big fight this big showdown on broad street in philadelphia and they they, they're like nah you know what we're gonna save some budget we're gonna do it right here (laughs) on the lawn and it's gonna be so bad and your main character is gonna die in such a pointless and shitty way and then we're gonna end it in a way that is so ambiguous and Mm -hmm. leaves you questioning whether there should be a sequel or not but going i don't care I don't care if there's a sequel. That's exactly what they did. It was just, it was just awful. And um, my very worst film of the year, and I remember reviewing this one because I feel like it is completely tone deaf to to the the current climate of of moviegoers and stuff like that. And I think it was extremely tone deaf towards its own character and development that we got. It was Rambo: Last Blood. So. I really enjoyed 2006's Rambo, right? I, I when it came back, it wasn't incredibly deep, but it brought the character back. It brought him back in a bloody fashion, and it gave us a pretty simple story for for a Rambo formula. He has to get these people in. He fails. They get captured. He returns, and he leads mercenaries in to take them out. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's the best of the mercenaries, and. That that formula works. It's just Rambo killing people, Rambo Ramboing the shit out of people, and then we get this one. And instead of instead of doing that, or instead of giving us any type of of satisfying conclusion to the character, they they turn him into a doddering old man who is is trying to save a damsel in distress, and it goes over the top in a lot of ways. And a lot of it just left me feeling dirty when I walked out. Like I had just watched a a a, a anti-immigration snuff film, right? And right. that's the way that movie left that me kind feeling. Of how it was? Yeah, and that's the way that movie left me feeling. And I was just like, wow. Like I could picture a lot of you know certain people in this country cheering at this movie and me backing away from it. Like I'm at the Coliseum for the first time, just watching slaves get slaughtered by gladiators Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just being like, oops, (laughs) like, nope, this is my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it took a lot of the progressive nature that we, that we have built up as a society and then was was and then dropped when you it get, back right. It, it's so get, out of touch. It was clearly written that by spotlight was shine on that right. type. It was written and by it was so vividly an eighties sentiment. Like it was That's scary. Yeah, it was very scary. Yeah. And then uh, I'm gonna put this on here now, and we'll see how I feel come 2020. And maybe people can remind me of this, or you, Jay, can remind me of this. Star Wars: Rise Skywalker. No, no, you're still holding on. Let go. <laughs> disappointed i am disappointed i think in our review we we talked about it a fair bit but mostly i'm disappointed in in the story in the script in the plot um i'm pretty yeah. i'm pretty well satisfied with where the characters went in it though like I, i'm i'm satisfied with, with where ray ended up uh i am a big defender of the last jedi and it does kind of sour me a and little it, bit it, that they dropped a lot of what they were putting down just, in that it just shows that they really should have just stuck with ryan to finish out the series i think so it, it just would have played so much better i think so but it would have Wh- whatever direction he would have gone with it would have worked better and he would have made maybe a lot more of an interesting movie right. I, so but, but it's hard to say it's I, I, I think ultimately disney for their wallet still made the right decision bringing jj back because mm-hmm. i would say looking at things i think people were about 70 30 on on the force awakens like 30 percent didn't like it 70 liked it 50 50 on 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 the last it's jedi it's true and then rise of the skywalker is probably another like 60 40 70 30 type scenario you know leading towards the positive so i think i think in the end they they made the right decision for their wallets. I just don't know if they made the right decision for filmmaking. I don't know if they made the right decision for for their franchise moving forward. I think you know at this point, if they didn't have the Mandalorian to save the world a little bit, this that's been a huge. That's my new Star Wars back. man. And then of course we still have we still have Deborah Chow coming back to direct the Obi Wan series, and we got the Cassian Andor that's series, exciting. the Rogue yep. One prequel coming. Yep. So yeah, I'm. But the Mandalorian's gotten me excited for those things. But there's really nothing in the film horizon for Star Wars where nah. I'm just like, you know, they're telling me about Ryan Johnson's, uh, you know, trilogy, which still may or may not happen. It looks like it still is on the positive, but they did drop. I'm trying not to put too much brain space into exactly. it until something concrete 
comes exactly. forward with it all. Because right now it's all hearsay. People coming and going. Exactly. Nothing's really solidified. Exactly. And and you but know, ultimately, as my- of right now, I'm hopeful for the Disney Plus platform <laughs> stuff that they're doing, and that's hopeful. But as of right now, film wise, I, I I I'm not I'm not worried about it that much. But yeah, my overall experience with Rise of the Skywalker just. You know, if I have to rate it as overall, it it disappointed me a fair bit. So that that's why I'm putting it here, man. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's what disappointed us in 2019. Jay, let's get over for our most anticipated yes. of 2020. Why don't you start us off, man? Denisville News, Dune. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as June. Comes out in December. Obviously, this is a... um, a revamp for this property that is beloved. I mean, it's one of those things where I know for a fact this is going to be a dense, very long movie. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be put into this movie if it's going to be one standalone film and not a sequel-based franchise. But who knows? We'll see. We don't know too much about it. It has a stellar cast. I'm really excited about that. And obviously, you guys know I love Denis. Uh, the Eric Roth is one of the screenwriters along with Denis. I I I feel like they have all the right people behind this to get me so fucking uh, Jones. So for like excited this, for it. I'm not excited for this at all. I'm excited for the possibilities. This could be insane. I like Denis Villeneuve. I do. I, I think this is going to be a... And it's a passion project. I think him. this is going to be a big box office flop. I 100% think it will be a big box office flop. I, uh, I you know, the, the source, the, the fans of the source material for Dune are such a subsect of pop culture that, like, they're, it, this is going to be exactly like 2049, where it's like, you know, the, the film fans, fans of, of Blade Runner and, and true film fans went out and saw 2049. Just turns out there's not that many of us out there. And it's just not enough to bring money into the box office or to to justify a big box I, office budget. I, they're going to get people behind this. I don't think somehow. so. Somehow. Because uh, most people's you know, recollection of Dune involves Sting <laughs> from the 1980s, man. Yeah, but that's that's a small, small margin. <laughs> not, 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 definitely not on I my list. Know. I'm trying to be optimistic with it. I'm, I'm still going to see it because of Denis Villeneuve, but I'm not excited at this point for it. All right, Jake, my number five. And... Mine's probably just as divisive as yours, Birds of Prey. Because I'm Harley freaking Quinn. <laughs> uh, see, I'm 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 kind of excited now. I'm, I am. Yeah. I'm more and more increasingly I'm, more excited for I'm it. liking the marketing because it for could it. be just a batshit crazy fun. But we really like the marketing for Suicide Squad too. You know, so who knows what we're gonna wind up getting, but I get the feeling, given what we've gotten from DC over in 2019, Shazam and uh, Joker, and now you know we're going to be getting Wonder Woman 8084. You know, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Birds of Prey. It's going to be their first dip into the water of mm-hmm. 2020, and I'm, it comes out in February, so we're not going to have to wait too long. No, not not at all. So a lot of ladies going batshit crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> I like all the characters that they've assembled. I like the actresses that they've put in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still apprehensive about Ewan McGregor's role as the Black Mask, not having seen him wearing a black mask whatsoever in it, but I still think. From what I've seen, I'm I'm gonna enjoy my ride with it. I think that they've found a nice blend of that action uh, PG-13 that straddles the line of R, and it's going to just bring us some bombastic action with some with some fine female actresses behind it, uh, and some truly colorful characters with a fun color palette to go along with it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. So, RJ, what is your number four? My number four. So I have Last Night in Soho. I have no idea. I'm all talking about time travel here. Either it's all a joke or none of it is. We're good. So this is an Edgar Wright film that is 
going to star the great Anya Taylor-Joy, who I love and adore, Matt Smith, who's always really engaging, and Taryn Stamp, who has the awesome presence at all times. So this, so, this is Anya Taylor-Joy Taylor plays a, if, if I remember right, she's playing a design major who yeah, goes back in time, design. who goes back in time in London to she's the 1960s. Able to, yeah, the 60s, and she encounters her idol, and and you know and, and want to be a singer and stuff like that but like this is like some level of thriller ensues though like something it is listed as something. a thriller it's a bit so. of a mystery right now and there's a lot of things i i've seen some behind the scenes shots and all that and, and the fact that edgar used to hang out in soho in london that area for a long majority of time and i think he always was ad, like admired it and thought it was cool and it had such a presence right. that he wanted to you know, somehow base a film it. around that that era or around so that time of, is, kind of town. Is so. this on your list simply because the name Edgar Wright? Is that why this is there? Majority, yeah. Okay. The okay. majority of it is. And, and, and obviously, <laughs> I love Anya. I think she's just striking. I think she's a great actress. I think she has a lot of potential. And I think she's going to be a star for years to come. I think so. But, I mean, she has another movie. I just want to see her She has another movie coming out this year. Better. One that was supposed to come out in 2017. She has New Mutants coming out I know. <laughs> this year I know. as well. Um, Word on the street is the trailer is coming out soon. Yeah, uh, the new trailer is coming out soon. And, of course, the, the director of it has come out to say that this is his cut. Suspicious on that. I am very suspicious yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> this is my cut. Well, if it's your cut, what the fuck was the hold up then? <laughs> ton of reshoots maybe he's the one that pushed for the reshoots maybe maybe he was given the money to, maybe, to maybe. do it maybe it was fox that held him back and disney gave him the money i don't know but one night in soho i so i've seen i've seen too many great filmmakers make stinkers for me to say i'm excited for a film based on the filmmaker alone and that's kind of what you've done with your first two is denis villeneuve Edgar Wright. those are just names that are attached to it with some actors that are obviously very who deliver quality but, 95% of the time. They do. They <laughs> At do. least, you know. But you were disappointed by the Irishman and Once Upon a Time I know, in Hollywood. I know, so I know. Be careful, be careful is, what you're is, wishing for here, my happens, friend. Man. All right. My number four. Uh, this one I should be pretty apprehensive about, but I'm not. I just rewatched the first and second one uh, over the past couple weeks. It's Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm. The only true wisdom consists in knowing that you know nothing. That's us, dude. Oh, yeah. So I love the Bill and Ted movies. Yes, they're extremely cheesy. Fuck, they're meant to be cheesy. Uh, I love, I you know, I love Bill Preston S. Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Like, I, I love these characters. I love, you know, uh, I, I'm very sad that George Carlin can't be in it, obviously, because he's been dead for some time. But uh, it, they're just films that from my childhood, I really enjoyed. I, I think they're, they're just a level of fun and lighthearted you know goofiness that right. i come to enjoy in in some films although we've seen so many films fail when they try to recapture a formula and do it years later this is going to be 30 odd some years later they're trying to recapture this formula and bring it to us i'm hoping i'm a little nervous i'm hoping that they do it um i I don't want to say I have a lot of trust in Keanu Reeves because even though I like the John Wick franchise and stuff like that, he makes some fucking stinkers, man. Like, oh, we we know that. We know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not like he picks the best movies to do. So, uh, but I'm I'm still I'm still excited for it, and it, and it's all just stemming from my love of Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So, all right, Jay, uh, you're number three. Number three, man, Tenant, Christopher Nolan, bring it. for you is a word. Tenet. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Uh, he wrote and directed this movie. It's an original film. It's going to be in the vein of a, like an Inception, but even more trippy and fucked up. I think this is going to be more mind-bending than Inception. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I, I don't think... I really think that to this the day, trailer you was can, a big teaser. Like, that was nothing. If you think that was yeah. kind of cool, you've seen nothing. To this day, you can go on YouTube right now and still find people coming up with theories about Inception. And, like, the videos have come out in the past month or two, right? Like, people are still talking about Inception. I think this one is going to just fuck your mind yeah. more so than anything else yeah. uh, this year. And I, you know, I'll i talk but about I think it. they're confident. I mean, this comes out in July, like July 17th. So, you know, they already came out with the trailer a couple weeks ago. How and many how many IMAX cameras did he break this time filming this? Movie? I don't know. 
Because <laughs> didn't he? Because wasn't there only like like a few in existence when he filmed The Dark Knight and one of them right. went over the bridge? Right. <laughs> it was the. Um, yeah, it was during the Lamborghini shot. I think. No, it was. Do- it was during. It? it was during the truck chase under oh, the bridge. Oh, the truck one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, uh, Jay, my number three. Uh, and I struggled actually putting this on here. So um, it's actually, it's Black Widow. We have unfinished business. We have to go back to where it all started. Lucky us. One thing's for sure. It's going to be a hell of a reunion. Still fits. Family. Back together again. You got fat. Yeah, I. Okay. It's it's here because of the cast alone, right? It's it's here because of the promise of of what this cast is going to deliver. Um, so I I obviously really like Scarlett Johansson as as the Black Widow. I am excited to see her again. I'm kind of hoping that this is our our last goodbye to her. But I, something tells me that they'll find new ways to fit her in. They're finding new ways to fit Tony Stark in because he's rumored to be in this movie. But I really like David Harbour's character. Uh, you know, in this, I I'm just enjoying this family dynamic that they see to be setting up this this very much like fucked up brady bunch that they are uh that that they're all you know at weird experiments and they're all super spies and they're, they all stem out of communist russia and uh there's there, there's a lot of red on all their ledgers and i think it's going to be both fun to watch them to watch them fight and stuff and i think it's going to be hilarious uh, as well but i also think that it's it's going to have more heart than what we've seen from it and i'm really excited to do another MCU movie that is a spy thriller at its core. We have, I know, we I haven't know. gotten that since Winter Soldier. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be following a lot of those those ninety five percent of the trailer that I I, I really liked. Yeah, I, I did, I did. I just didn't like that final shot. After. I'm also excited for a female director in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, too. That's a big. That's a big deal. It's our second one, by the way. Captain Marvel was directed by a female director as well. Guy and girl, guy yeah, and girl. Co- co-directors. Right. So um, I'm looking, but I. I'm looking forward to this one. It, it this was at the very it wasn't on my list and it was at the bottom of my list and then I watched the trailer again and it it put a smile on my face more than it didn't. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am excited for this. All right, Jay. What's your what's your number 2 there, buddy? Top Gun Maverick. Those oh, were his last words, <laughs> right before he bled to death on the rug. Fuck, this is not on my list. Yes. I don't even agree with this movie existing. Yes. The fact that Kenny Loggins is stepping into the studio to record a new song for it doesn't even have me excited. Love I love it. I love it. I love everything that I've seen. I'm all behind it. This is... It's it's hit me, man. It's hit me in all the fields. No. I got the need, man. <laughs> Miles Teller just look like he just looks like the, like they're like, how much can we make this guy look like Goose? Like how, how how can we goose this motherfucker? And they did it, and he looks exactly like Goose. And him and Glenn Powell, they're gonna be the the two guys going, the youngsters going back, you know, head to head. It's look, there, there's a lot of copy was, and paste in this movie. Yes, there's a lot. I know that. I don't care. I think it works. There I think was, it's a formula that works, and I think people who love the first movie doesn't give a shit I, love I it. don't love the first movie though like that's the but thing I don't I enjoy the first I, movie I, but, but I, I also think it. it's gonna it's gonna reintroduce uh, reintroduce a, a whole bunch of new fans there's one thing in the trailer that I enjoy and I like I, I like when when the, you know the the top brass is talking to Maverick and he's just like I honestly didn't think I'd be invited back and they're like they're called orders Maverick <laughs> like, <laughs> you weren't invited back you were ordered to come back you're in the military you dumb shit yeah <laughs> I like that, <laughs> but that's classic Maverick. You know, he just kind of does his own thing. You know? uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not on board with it yet. Oh, I, I love it. And I, I think the way they shot it, they're, they're they're using technology that's never been shown before on screen. They're hiding something about this movie that it they're looks not showing. So cool. Like like we we know that it's about drone warfare. Like there is drone warfare. Well, like, undertones. Maverick's so coming in to teach the drone guys right how to actually know the realities of the fly the, stick. of actual flying yeah, fly. And it it just it just it's just hearing that I was just like didn't we try that with stealth like wasn't that what that movie stealth was but that was like an oh, AI fighter jet yeah I don't know I don't it's just it's not selling me on it I'm not a huge fan of the original Top Gun so that that's probably also a reason why I know you're a big Tom Cruise fan and you like the I original am. Top I Gun am. So I am <laughs> me not so much bring it baby bring it on. 
All right, Jay, my number two, it's Tenet. So we, we already talked about that. I'm, I'm just excited because I, you know, it, I'm not sure if it was on my top of, of 2017 or 2018 or not, um, but I really like Dunkirk. There's not been a movie that Christopher Nolan has done that I've disliked. So it, 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 is, it is almost a short thing. And I like John David Washington. We will watch your career with great interest. Somehow, Jay, you've worn me down and you've brought me onto the side of Robert Pattinson. And I'm, I'm a fan. Fuck yes. I'm a fan of Pattinson finally, now. Finally. So, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what he can bring as an actor to this. And of course. I've been a defender for a very, very a long time. Of course, John, I always knew what was hiding behind those. John David Washington. Twilight sparkling eyes. I've been, I've been <laughs> enjoying like John David Washington. I've been enjoying since. I saw him on Ballers, which is my first introduction to him. Right. And then I really liked Black Klansman. So yep. I'm always impressed with Christopher Nolan's ability to bring these people, you know, in. And, you know, he's doing this without a lot of his like normal mainstays. You know what I For mean? For the most part. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Like uh I Mike Michael Caine's in it. I, I know that. Like he he he's 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 made his way. He's gonna it. he's gonna have a very small role. Very small role. Yeah. Yeah. So but I'm excited for it. I think, you know, just like you said, it's gonna be a mind bending, you know, fucking twister. Exciting. And I'm 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 excited for that. I love I love taking movies and dissecting them six, seven times over. Um like like Annihilation, you know, last year and everything like that. Mm. All right, Jay. Uh do you have any other ones that didn't make no, your list that you want to run no, through real quick? I just have a, a solid I had a rock solid top five and okay. that's it. So I'm I, I know yours. Uh <laughs> it's on my honorable mentions of other honorable mentions a quiet place Two, fast and furious nine and uh last night in soho so cool um cool. all right jay you're, you're number one go ahead we just did the music yeah, for it no go time ahead. to die man no time to die to the conclusion of the daniel craig era playing james bond james bond so you're not dead look you i missed you so what obviously gets me super excited is Kerry uh, Fuganaga, Fuganawa being the director. I yeah. love him. I love a, He's a great, great director. He, first, for first, example, just throwing it out there. So for anybody who doesn't know, he's the one that directed the first season right. of True Detective. And the first Yank to ever direct a James Bond film. Mm, first American deal. ever. The trailer looks great. It does. You know, I, I was really pleasantly surprised. By I got the pretty excited seeing Christopher walk. Uh, it comes out in April, not November. That's kind of new. I got I got really excited seeing Christoph Waltz back as Bloomfeld. Um, I'm looking forward to what I think is going to be his escape. I'm assuming. Well, Rami Malek is going to be playing the main new villain, right? Who is supposedly going to be Doctor No? That's that's the big rumor. A rumor, possibility. Uh, but it has like you know Leah Sadu playing, um, you know Miss Swan again, Madeline Swan, and, and 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 she's coming back, which is cool, and you know just all the great players like Ben Ben Wishall and Ralph Fine playing M. You know how are great. you feeling about a retired a retired Bond? I returning? think it's perfect because the previous couple movies they showcased. Yeah, the aging Bond and how that's coming into yeah, effect. So the fourth like, one they had to like, put him back together. Step, pretty it much. makes sense that he would step back, and then it's pretty cool because we now have him teaming up with the, his replacement, a female Bond. Right. You know, Naomi, um, Lashana Lynch is is playing her, but and- she's not 007. Well, she's playing a double O. Yeah, but she's, she's not double O seven. No one has that number. Jimmy. They all get new numbers. They're all the same. They're they're double O agents. He's just number seven, but she's not number seven. No, <laughs> she's probably number eight. <laughs> I so I am looking forward to this. However, the reason it's not on my list is because I love Casino Royale, not so much Quantum of Solace. Love Skyfall. Not so much Spectre. So the fifth time I, out. I, I agree with that overall. Although if you go by that formula, then it's very much like the Star Trek films mm-hmm. where it's every other one is good. So I'm hoping that this is the every other one that blows me away. I'm hoping that. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, if that's what we're going to get. But I am excited by Carrie Fuganawa doing it. So, uh, yeah. Cool. I, and I know, I know this is near and dear to your heart. You are a big James Bond fan, I am. big spy genre fan. I am. So. I definitely am. Love it. All right, Jay. My number one. 
uh, doesn't even doesn't even touch your list, and that's that's okay. Uh, it was one of my favorite trower parks that we did this year because I was picking up so much stuff. It's something that's so near and dear to my heart. It's one of the first films that I watched and rewatched and watched so many times uh, that I am able to quote just about every line from it. It's one of our first live shows that we ever did. Yeah, one of the first cocktails that was ever made for the it's show. It's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Who are you? excited for this i actually worry that my excitement for this is going to build it up too much and i'm going to be let down by it so that's always fun yeah <laughs> that, <So laughs> that that worry that anticipation at the same time mixed in but i um, i trust jason I, reitman i I, so. I hear you look I, I, this this would obviously be like a number six for me i think i i didn't want to say yeah. it but I, I knew it was on your list but like i i i, I am i love the trailer i think it looked really solid i like the cast i like the I like their their direction with what they're going with on this. Right, they're not doing the crazy spectacle of the previous incarnation. Um, you know, so I I think Jason's got a good grasp and handle of it all. And then obviously, I think it's already pretty well known. A lot of the majority of the original cast are going to be featured in this movie, right. which is pretty cool. And again, so. I heard rumors that no one knew whether Bill Murray would show up the day he was supposed to until he actually showed up. So I I love here I don't know why I just love hearing that like I I love just hearing that he is that guy he's that he's, yeah that he's that he is that guy that he used to be because that's how the original Ghostbusters was filmed back in the day they had a a verbal a verbal agreement with Bill Murray that he was going to be doing Ghostbusters and he was spotted in France the day before they were supposed to be filming and everybody is massively freaking mind. out because yeah. they're like there's no way he's going to make it he showed he took a red eye showed up without any sleep for the first day of filming for ghostbusters and he and he did it again it's just how he always does it it's just who he is and um i'm not, I, I, I can see how as a filmmaker that's extremely annoying oh yeah but as a fan of bill murray it's like that's just part of his charm gotta love him that's just yeah. part of his fuck you i don't care you about to, you have to work that into the production <laughs> <Right>. planning <laughs> <laughs> like you used to have to work in cocaine to all exactly the, in the budgets, yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much anymore but you still have to work in the the, the flights of fancy of of bill murray um so now it's probably just pot but yeah you know, pot budget you know but he smokes pot <laughs> I, i'm just still excited for it because I, I i like the director behind it i like that the story they came up with you know they ran by you know dan Aykroyd, and he was like yeah you know all about it um i like Which that they, a big deal i like yeah. that they're taking the time to get everybody's approval from who was involved in the original one for this for this to be made um and, and it just seems like they're trying to do everything that they didn't do for the 2016 one they're, they, they want to do for this you know where they did they did a reboot they did a remake and it didn't work out this time they're like nope it's a sequel, but it's so far removed from that one that oh, it's it, they're doing it right. Yeah, I'm happy. I think so. I'm and I love the Easter eggs that we got in that in that trailer, and it really is tying it into the to the first Ghostbusters. I'm just I'm I'm sold on it. I like the visuals in it, and I like the fact that they're they're just giving me so much of my childhood, like right there. And I know that that's what it's living off of. I know it's living off of my nostalgia, and some people are tired of that. But this is something that's playing on my nostalgia. On my nostalgia, that's that's new, right? Like I haven't gotten a Ghostbusters since 1989. So, um, and 2016 doesn't play on my nostalgia because no. it, it didn't. It didn't reflect it. It didn't represent it. Not it didn't at all. do it in the at way all. that that. And and that, that that's not saying that it still couldn't have been a good movie. It still could have been a good been. movie, it, and it wasn't. But, but it, it, it didn't build from the original. Exactly. And that's really it. Exactly. All so we're I'm still excited for for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I understand that I should temper those expectations before going into it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. I, I I just love the Ghostbusters franchise so much, from the cartoons to the toys to to the collectibles to you know obviously the movies and the video game. 
uh, you know, the the Activision video game, which rumors are that like the plot of that Activision video game, which previously served as the storyline for Ghostbusters Three, will still be worked into this plot as well. There's rumors wow. of that, that there's going to be some echoes of it. Not that it's not that it's going to be a major plot point or anything, but that just that there will be echoes of that in this as well. So that has me excited. I'm very excited for that. It's it's just tickling me <laughs> right under the balls. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's our list. That's our most yeah. anticipated. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of the the festival films. A ton. Oh of yeah, there's so many movies that haven't been announced. announced. Right. I mean, there's there's so be many a lot films that are in there. production that will end sure. production, and they'll find out that they can fit in in that sure. fall slot, and and it will. So I mean, obviously, this and smaller is not, movies will probably be shooting soon that right. will be getting released later in the year so that's going to do it for super movie brothers this evening i want to thank all of you guys for listening if you're enjoying the show the best thing that you can do for us is to please 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 leave us a five-star review on apple podcast or the podcast streaming app of your choice that's what helps people find us that's how this show grows if you're really enjoying the show you would like more super movie bros content then please Consider joining our Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash podcast. And for just $1 a month, you can get all the additional content that we put up there. We put up a new episode every month from me and Jay. We tend to kind of let our guard down a little bit more. We get a little bit we get a little bit crazy oh, yeah. on the Patreon show. So if, if, if that's part of the aspect of the show that you enjoy, there's more of it to enjoy over there. If you would like to comment on anything we said tonight or you have some, some films from that are coming out in 2020 that we didn't talk about. You can reach out to us on our social medias. I am on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Jay is on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast mm-hmm. over there. You can also follow Jay on Instagram, which is at SuperMoviebros. Yep. And I'm on Instagram at SMB Dave. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.